Uru Kleinfast. Hatamaria, good morning. Kia ora, Jacobus Tame. Yeah, what are we going to do without the prince? He did quite a bit, a lot of stuff for conservation. Well, I was going to say, he was very into sort of conservation, wasn't he? Didn't he set up the World Wildlife Fund? And um, yep. I mean, he was at and, yeah the Australian Conservation Foundation. Yeah, yeah. see, this is these are really impo- those are groundbreaking things. Mm. Uh, and but the only hassle he had was he loved his hunting, and <laughs> I think that sometimes didn't go together very well. A, but he was he already said, so, yeah, "Don't worry." Yeah. He, but that, actually, that's typical for his age, though. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. A lot of people, especially in England, hunting was a big gig. Oh yeah, especially in his circles. If yes, you like. oh, yes, yes, yes. Off yeah. the foxes or the pheasants. But he, he, yeah. Oh, the fe- yeah, but yeah, especially the bunnies. He was he, he didn't want to be a, a bunny lover, I think. Well, I think he'd probably have a lot of support here for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sure, no, no, sure, it's, sure, yeah, sure. we're, we're going to do. Um, we're going to uh, go back to the UK after eleven o'clock this morning. We actually got a Kiwi guy who um, was invited to Sandringham for Christmas. Um, by the print, so we're going to talk to him after 11 o'clock this morning. But you're focusing on the guava moth. That's nice. Yeah, because a lot of people have been ringing on, on the, talk, the various talkback radio shows that I'm mm. sort of mucking around with that these, these guava moths are really getting a pain in the proverbial. Mm. Now, this is a thing that came from Aussie. It's actually quite an interesting story because it came here in about 97, and uh, we're not sure if it came here through wind dispersal or with what, what the hell. But these things can fly on the winter, as you know. Mm. But here comes the gig. In Australia, where it's native, it is mainly in a magenta lily pilly, a magenta lily pilly type thing, mm. which is a myrtle thing. And But here in New Zealand, where we've got the same lily pilly, it sort mm. of pulls up its nose and says, no, I'm going for the most, most more tasty things like uh, guava and fijoa, as well as, uh, you know, other things that are in that family. And that's the interesting thing. So it actually has totally changed its habits due to the fact that we're giving it some really cool crops to eat. Mm. And there is your problem. They are destructive as heck. Mm. Mm. Now, first of all, um, up north where they occur, they're not here yet. They're not in Christchurch. They're, I think they, they cut out somewhere uh, mid-Waikato. Okay. Um and they are heading. I think they're heading south because I think they can stand cooler climates. I'm not yeah. sure if they ever reach. Great, I hope not. God, I mean, I love my fijoas. Mm. But anyway, uh, life cycle is important. Here's some quick tips: eight-week life cycle from egg to egg, if you like. Right. They lay those on the fruit, and then their little babies, if you like, go the caterpillars of that moth go into the fruit and do exactly what codling moths do and all the others. They totally destroy the inside and enter fungi and all that sort of stuff. Now, to stop these things from going in, you've got to have a cover over your fijoas that actually kills these caterpillars before they have the chance to get in. Right. That's as far as I see what we can do right now. Uh, because there is nothing registered for control of these things. The pheromones only tell you when the flight times are. That means that a couple of days later you're getting the eggs laid and a couple of days or a week after that the eggs hatch. So you can almost guess when these creatures are going to be active. That's what the pheromones do. It doesn't catch the last male. No way. No way. So you've got to spray something. And my, the, be- the best thing so far that come out of research are neem oil. Right. And success, which is a caterpillar killer, success from Yates. And you have to have your timing right. And once they start flying, I suggest you do it every fortnight. Um, keep going. Um, 
for at least till now, because these things are still flying around at this time of the year. Uh, I know it's a long way to go, but there you are. That is yeah. what I believe is your best get guess now. I tell you what, they, you love you love a bit research. of neem oil, eh? Mm-hmm. Neem oil is a bit of a secure all, isn't it? It is a secure all, but it only does certain things. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really do big caterpillars. It can only do small things. Mm. But the cool thing about neem oil is it is one of those botanical materials that is call it sustainable or whatever you want mm. to call it. Mm. Don't like the word sustainable, but that's another word. Uh, that's another uh, gig. Uh, yes, so so neem oil is a natural material, and it is uh, it's pretty safe to have it on your fruit mm. actually, because you basically eat the inside yeah. anyway. Okay, thanks, Rude. Have a good weekend, yeah. and we'll catch yeah. you soon.